0: Welcome back to Pals, the UK's premier podcast for doing a better job of setting up cliffhanger endings to TV shows from 25 years ago that are better than the show itself. Greg, are you with me? <laughs>
1: oh, I'm with you, all right. And I like that a lot, and I couldn't agree more. I mean, who who would have seriously thought, right, after we finished last week's watch, who would have thought with that that we could have genuinely finished... On a cliffhanger at the end of last week's record.
0: We're not like those other podcasts who they're (laughs) recording both their episodes at the same time. So they do an artificial cliffhanger to keep you tuning, but actually they just go, okay, mate, and now I'll just go make a brew and we'll record the second half. It's been days. We've been excited. We genuinely stumbled upon that accidental cliffhanger, and here we are. Here we are, and I am genuinely excited. Would you say this is the most excited you've been to do an episode of this since before we actually started, and you had to watch the show?
1: I would say that that is absolutely true. Yeah, genuinely. Okay. I um, the only thing I've ever been excited for is the end of an uh, at the end of a watch to come. <laughs> uh, but right. this week, I was genuinely excited for this record. Not so much to watch because, as we've said, there was no cliffhanger. But I was excited to get the watch out of the way, thus enabling me to talk to you to find out what you found out from last week's episode.
0: Great. Well, why don't you, Greg? Why don't you give us a... you can give us a joint uh, sort of summary. If you want to do a a recap of last episode, like the, the episode of Friends did, which I must say I skipped. Um <laughs> who needed to rewatch that? Uh, and thirty seconds of what this episode's about. Right, that's good, because I prepared nothing,
1: so I may well need the full thirty. Um so, uh the one with two parts, part two. Um what happened? Uh, we had um we, uh, well, it, <laughs> i, I honestly, oh. honestly prepared nothing. So Phoebe um, her, tries to stop Joey's feelings from getting hurt because Ursula decides to dump Joey, but without really telling him about it. Uh, Rachel and Monica. Um, Rachel gets in, injured and they go to the hospital. She's got no insurance, so her and Monica basically try fraud to try and cover it on Monica's insurance. They meet a couple of cute doctors. Um, Ross, uh, Ross's monkey chokes, and they end up in hospital as well. And Chandler is there,
0: probably. Is yeah, I think Chandler's everything? there. Yeah, I think Chandler's there. Yep. I th- yeah. yeah, I think so. There's... When you sum it up like that, it doesn't seem like there's a lot. It felt like there was a lot to get through in the episode. I genuinely looked at it about halfway through and went, there can only be two or three minutes left. And I looked and it was like, there's 12 minutes left. Like, this episode feels like it's going on forever and there's a yeah. lot of stuff. Um, well, I mean, I think as, as opposed sure
1: to... As opposed to like last week or the week before where we, had, we basically had one story thread and we had four core characters doing nothing. This yeah. week was the opposite where we had... Three different thre- threads, and everyone mm. was doing something completely different. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I can't tell whether I liked or hated this episode. I didn't laugh, but I there was a lot happening. It felt, you know, when I imagine when a kid writes a story, and then you say you're in an exam, and it's like the exam is you have an hour to write this story, and then. You look at your watch, and you've got five minutes left, and you just have to go ah, and furiously scribble everything to close <laughs> down all of the the potential lines you've done, and then probably the kid would go, and then it was all a dream. Um, <laughs> that's what this episode felt like, where they've gone, okay, well we've got like two episodes, so that's basically an hour of television. So we'll do all the setup, all the setup, all the setup. Uh, mate, it's that you've got you've got four minutes left, like the adverts are coming and Oh well, um, and, and then they're in the hospital and everything's okay,
1: like, uh, right? Oh yeah, well maybe maybe they had like, new writers on because like American shows are normally like an hour long, aren't they? So maybe they had new writers on and they thought they had yeah. an hour, and then they're like, no, no, you got like twenty two minutes. Like what? Shit!
0: Quick, finish. <laughs> it was all a dream. When um when I was just sitting there about um. Like, oh, then they've realised I've only got four minutes left. Let's quickly tidy this all up. My computer went diddling as if, yeah, yeah, you've cracked the case there. That's the idea. (laughs) But I think it was just like you're up to date with whatever update or something. (laughs) Um, I will – I won't keep you waiting, mate. I'm going to give you the Ursula crack. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all right. It's not – it's just interesting. It's not it doesn't pay us off, I don't think, as much as we hope, but here we go. Okay. Um Friends, as we know, began in nineteen ninety-four. Yep. Well, from ninety-two, uh, the actress uh, whose name I have forgotten Le- Lisa Kudrow. <laughs> <Lisa> <Cudrow. laughs> uh so Lisa Kudrow is playing the character Ursula before Friends starts. And the right. character of Ursula is um, batshit waitress in the restaurant rifts, and that is where the two women we saw in the previous episode—they are often there. It's like the, the show Mad About You. That's their central perk, from what I can work out. Yeah, and she is the wacky waitress. Always gets things wrong. It's like, oh, can I have this thing? It's like, yeah, sure you can, but then just walks off. You know what I mean? Like, hey, so do they, you have a minute? Yes, I told-
1: certainly do. Leaves. Is she core cast, do we think, then? Or is she, like, comes in and out, like, Gunther in the future?
0: Gunther with more speaking parts from the future, I think, but wacky. Yeah. You know, like, imagine if Friends was only the five characters. Ursula would have been, like, Waitress Rachel.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Got you? So then, that's happening. That's Lisa Kudrow starting her career out. She gets... The break in Friends, and the creators decide to tie them together. Now, the reason they tied them together, I thought, was actually quite good. It was because of the time slot on the network. So Friends was on at 8 p.m. on the network, and then immediately afterwards, the following program was 8.30, mad about you. And they right. wanted to tie it together to go, so that basically, so that the audience wouldn't go, "Why am I seeing the same woman playing seemingly an identical character on two shows, and it's not mentioned?" Yeah, that is some
1: good forward thinking. So, is it the
0: same well, creator? No, it's not the- forward. Thinking. It's not forward thinking, mate. It's retro. They'd already got halfway through the series before they did it, man. Oh yeah, that's Duncan, true. Don't credit them. You, you, you're you doing this all the time now. No, may, but, I've told you a few episodes ago, it <laughs> makes me think a lot more of you, but I don't think any more of them.
1: Now, I, I know what you're saying, because you're saying that basically they've written it in halfway through, because she's never mentioned a sister until now, so they've written it in yeah. because they've realised this. However, mm. what I would counter with, though, is her name. Her name would have been, the, from the start... They've given her the same name as the character
0: in. Well, isn't it, is it Ursula Buffet? Yeah, 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 it is. But I don't know whether that was chucked in uh, retrospectively as well, though. Because do you really need the surname of the waitress? Like, what's Gunther's surname? And that's true. And have we actually, as maybe as Phoebe, ever
1: mentioned a surname? Does she, I don't know because we've not been listening out for it. Uh,
0: yeah, I think she did in. When she was getting the phone, remember with the bank thing and the one with the thumb? I think it's in that because she's obviously given her details and I think she spelled it weird, like in in it's buffet, but I think in that episode she spells it like buffet, like um bottomless yeah. food. But it's buffet like B-U-F-F-A-Y, I think something like that. I remember reading the trivia and thinking that's not valuable enough to mention. Yeah. <laughs> and yet here we are. Um, oh, no, here we're
1: 10 episodes later. So raspy. so so they've written her in um, to be sisters because they're very much similar. Ca- is it the same creator then for Mad About You? No, her? I don't
0: no I don't think so. No. I think they so, just decided to tie them together. Both shows take place in New York. Both of them are on the same network. And one of them one of them now has it would be like if Gunther broke through and they were like, Well, how why is Gunther in the background of this show but he's the main guy in mm. the other one? Oh, that's not Gunther. That's Gunther's evil brother, Luther.
1: So basically what you're telling me is and then it was all a dream? I think so, yeah. Cause that that, that is effectively the same technique, isn't it? Well, it can't be a dream because this is real life. What is the yeah. next step for real life? It
0: must be identical evil twin. Identical evil twin. <laughs> so, I mean, I like that they've thought about it from the viewer's point of view and gone, like, oh, well, the, how can they How can they figure this out? Because we can't. Like, how are they on the same program? And they've gone, well, let's fix it. But also, it's a bit route one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bit maladice. Yeah, 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 so, yeah.
1: But no, I like that. But I, it is—it's strange, but I like it. It's a—it is genuinely the most interesting thing that's happened in Friends in seventeen weeks.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't dispute that. I don't yeah. dispute that. Hey, I've got a question for you. I'm going to oh, give yeah. you a scenario, and I'll—we're going to—we're going to play a game. It's called, call back or not. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ross describing his dream with the football is the kid. So he's telling the boys, I've had a dream and my kid was a football. I'm playing football against, I can't remember what team, not important. Yeah. Uh, he's got to hoy the kid down the line like they do in American football. Yeah. Um, is that a callback or not to when he does the, hey, Susan, go deep? Or uh, are we really, too much into it? Not. Okay, cool. No bother. Um not because it is
1: there, because as soon as you said about he had a dream about punting his kid like an American football, I immediately yep. thought back to the class, but it's not a callback, is it? Because it's there's no reference to it. I mean, we're talking about a show with writers that are quite almost literally underlining jokes after they've been told, hey, mm. do you know, that, you know that last line that that other character just said? That was a joke. That's what we're getting week in, week out. And yet there was no reference to to that thing. So it couldn't have been a callback.
0: No. They're just doing stuff, aren't they, the writers? They're just yeah. doing stuff. They are. There's I no suppose this
1: is, this is a problem when you have, like in American shows, they have, generally speaking, they have a team of writers, don't they? Like The Simpsons has like 12 writers. So like all sat yeah, around the uh, table. With
0: glory, yeah, I don't know what it does now, but back no. when it was good, yeah, it had it had a room full of funny people going, "What about this?"
1: Yeah, which is great, but you do if you're not if it's not a well managed team. I mean, obviously The Simpsons was. If it's not a well managed team, then you're going to lose threads because there's no consistency. Like when you've got Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant right in the office, then it's just the two of them they're they know that story they know those characters because they are the the only people that have created this world but if you've Mm. got 12 people all chipping in or six people all chipping in you're gonna you're looking for jokes individual jokes you're not looking for any consistency or any theme or any any character arc it's just oh there's a joke here we can put a joke in there
0: was that a joke? Would you just make sure that um, someone explains that that was a joke, though? Because people might yeah. not get it otherwise. Would you just have one of the characters, let's say Chandler, point at the joke and say joke out loud?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because they they probably understand the characters. The writers probably understand the characters less than the people that are watching it because we're watching yeah. it you know, week in, week out and learning these characters. They are 12 yeah. people chipping in.
0: So, would you say now after after seventeen weeks, which is what, mate? What's that like? Four, just over four months. Yeah. Would you say you now feel you have a reasonable grasp on the characters?
1: Um, yeah, because I, okay. I, I'm I'm guessing so. But the characters are starting to develop a little bit more, aren't they now?
0: It was just a setup, mate. It was just a setup. I was trying to be slick. Are you ready for my oh, slick okay. bit? Go on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Seeing yeah. that you have such a good example, a good knowledge of these characters, I yeah. would like you to give me one, just one. Right? Think how yeah. easy one is. Example yeah. Yeah. of Ross being, and I quote, one of the most caring and responsible men in North America. End quote. <laughs>
1: um, could it have been? Just one. Could it have been when he? Try to jump onto his friend's broken heart
0: when she'd just broken up with a man that was cheating on her. Could have been that. Could have been that. Hey, maybe it was already called um, uh, a well-meaning man who happened to be foreign and therefore had uh, limited grasp on the English language. A crap weasel (laughs) for for having a girlfriend. could it have
1: been though in all seriousness the fourth time in the same amount of weeks that he has he has had a moment oh. where he stares off into the distance the music <laughs> soft music plays and he he does a large gulp as he realizes he's yes that's right folks going to be a father
0: he's going to be a dad yeah i've wrote in in capital letters i will read it word for word it won't take long another ross moment dash no, <laughs> that was my note for that. I've Fuck done. Ross. I did a note for that.
1: I did Ross's emotional moment, sad face.
0: <laughs> Ross's emotional moment, tick. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, with the whole mad about you crossover bit, mm. I was also, therefore, on the lookout for a potential other crossover bit. And obviously, I'm talking about the Doctors. So, let's forget the story of the episode for a bit. It's boring. Mm -hmm. She's she's a foot. They go to the hospital. She's got no insurance. They decide to commit fraud. The Doctors come. The Doctors are handsome Doctors. The Doctors are played by George Clooney, who, I mean, so... ER started, ER, the TV show, had started a few months beforehand. This came out in the February of 95. ER started in the September the year before, right? Right. George Clooney is one of the main characters, or plays one of the main characters in ER, as does, I think it's called Noah Weil, or something like that, is the other one who's there. So they are two of the main characters in ER.
1: So in in Friends, the guy, I mean, I obviously recognise George Clooney. The other doctor is also in ER. Yes.
0: Okay. But neither of those two actors are playing the same characters from ER. So here is two actors that are now a big hit on your TV playing doctors. Here they are playing doctors in another show, but they're not the same characters. Here are the Mitchell brothers. They're playing hard men
1: in In character
0: in Coronation Street. But they're called Chris and Jonathan Peters. <laughs> Why? That's what happened there. Why? Where?
1: Um, where is ER set? What city? Don't know. Because didn't, if it didn't if look, it, if it is New York, have a look now. Because if it is New York, that is crazy to me. If it's if it's a different city, then I get that because you can't just suddenly have the two doctors working in a different city because that doesn't make any sense but then yes why have them there in the first place just pick two different handsome doctors but if it mm. is in new york then that is insane
0: um where are we it doesn't say come on it doesn't say it must say where is, i'm just going to i'm literally going to google where is er set where is er set Chicago.
1: Yeah, so that that do, so that makes sense to me that that they can't go suddenly. These two Chicago-based doctors are working in New York City. But, well, hang um, about.
0: Why don't they just give them the same surname and that's their evil twins?
1: Or it's just a dream. A <laughs> it's, dream. All, it's all just been a big dream. Um, ER
0: brackets dream.
1: But yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. If in that case they cannot be the same characters just get someone else why why promote the show through the handsome actor rather than through the character if you can't do that maybe, you start with a different handsome actor
0: maybe the network bosses have looked and they're going this friend's show is getting loads of viewers but why well i don't know it's it's not funny but there's loads of people watching it so maybe what we should do is use it as a platform to advertise our other shows on because
1: it, it's a billboard.
0: It yeah. So let's just put er in it because then people will watch er maybe and then Mad About You, um, and it doesn't matter because there's no jokes in this shit show anyway.
1: It is. It's a billboard. It's a big. It's a yeah. twenty-two minute billboard.
0: Clooney, mate. Yeah, Clooney. If he's been on the telly for six months, how on earth is that man such a scene stealer for everything? He looks like a million bucks. He does, but I mean, he doesn't
1: look real like when I, I don't know how You've he used should, different lighting on him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know how he's such a good actor, because if I to me, an actor is somebody that can blend in to a scene seamlessly and look like he's supposed to be there. You're not but yeah. he doesn't look like he's supposed to be there. He looks he looks yeah, like he's lit up. You're right. He's he's got a different and lighting
0: then, on. He stands out like they've put him on a little a little platform so that he's like four foot taller than everyone. They've put really good lighting on him. And they've turned his microphone up. Everything he says is significantly louder than everyone else. And they've better. used they've used a one single high
1: definition camera. To take him, hit hit to to focus on him, and everyone else is just in
0: standard death. And they've they've given him the um, the enormous pristine white teeth that they had left over from the set of Jaws, just (laughs) so you can't take your you can't take your eyes off him. (laughs) Oh, look at that guy! And it's mad. The sickening thing is as well. All that being said,
1: and it's all completely true. I still thought to myself. He's ten times better now.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what it is, or part of it, is that both of those doctors are dressed like shit.
1: Well, that is true, yeah. yeah. For a
0: date. I mean, obviously, when they're at work, that's fine. But they are short for a date later on, and they're both wearing identical, like, grey suits. But the grey isn't a stylish grey. It's like you would find maybe, um, like... Wilkinson's towels would be that grey and they are a cut of suit that is what, what's the brand in Primark? Cedarwood State suits they've got them suits where you see them advertised and it's like hey full suit 36 quid that's what they're wearing yeah and for, for two guys that spend all day in
1: like greeny blue scrubs the colour of the colour of colourless shirt that Clooney was wearing under his suit was like <laughs> was a greeny blue. It was the same colour as his scrubs and it's a colourless shirt. So basically Who is the it, scrubs? Mate. It was it, the scrubs? Scrubs with buttons on the front.
0: That's why he's put the that's why he's got the jacket on over the top, because if you open that it's just blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah um I, so I have role I hate the doctor clause, The date that they go on. So obviously the girls invite the guys round to the apartment. I don't know. Is that normal?
1: Uh, for a first date, um, it I feel normal. I don't think so because I mean maybe they trust them more because they're doctors. But you, I mean Harold Shipman's uh, clients would would disagree with that one, of course. But they would. I don't, whether they trust him because they're doctors, but you. You want to get the measure of someone before you show them where you live.
0: Well, see, I wasn't even thinking from a safety point of view. I'm just thinking, like, what if it's awful? Which, obviously, because this is a hilarious sitcom, it turns out to be awful. (laughs) But, like, what if you don't like them? How do you get them out of your house?
1: Yeah, you can't do the old, like... um, bail out out of a window.
0: Oh, I've just received an urgent phone call. Like, you can't do any of that stuff. no, no you've just got two people in your house. I, I hated that. I thought that was really, really weird. But then obviously, because of the insurance fraud thing, Monica's pretending she's Rachel and vice versa, then they start digging at each other, which I thought was, how do I put this? Good, entertaining, but not funny. I didn't laugh.
1: I, um, I've i written a note about that, and I've put Monica slash Rachel slash Doctor's scene, hard to watch. Mm-hmm. It was. I found it all uncomfortable for some reason. I don't know why. I mean...
0: It had all the ingredients of a comedy scene, though. So why... How did they miss?
1: I don't know. It's strange that we both individually made the same sort of note about that scene. We both said, yeah, there, there was jokes in it. This is a joke. They're pretending to be the other person, and they are... Slagging themselves off to get at the other person. So Rachel is pretending to be Monica, and she's telling the doctors that because she's Monica, she's bossy. She's this. She's that. So it had it had like you say, it had all the the um, ingredients to be a funny scene. But mm. I just I found myself cringing. It. I don't know why. It was hard to watch.
0: Yeah. No. I I agree completely. It was just. It was all there but none of it was good. <laughs> no. We, I did uh, think uh, the look that Clooney gave, either after or before the phone call from the dad, so Rachel's dad calls, she obviously therefore speaks to Monica, and Monica tells Rachel's dad that Monica, that Rachel banged some dude on the dad's bed when they were kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, Which is horrific. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's playful bashing in front of these dates, and then there's really like you know really scarring your best friend's dad. Well, all um, I can
1: think that was was that these let's just go with Chicago-based doctors have come to this apartment in New York City, and the girls decided the best way to to show them this, this the big apple is to introduce them to the real real New York shitty.
0: Yeah, yeah, The shit apple.
1: The shit apple, which was I mean I ha- what do we do in New York City? We absolutely destroy our friends on like in front <laughs> of their parents, like a little girl and his and her dad, basically. The one thing you don't want your daddy to know if you're a little <laughs> yeah. girl, is that you bang some dude on his bed when you're a teenager. But no, she just yeah. tells him, that's it, done. Bang, it's that's out.
0: Yeah. Oh, what are we doing for a second date? I'm going to stab her. <laughs> First date, emotional harm. Second yeah. date, real life physical trauma.
1: Which I suppose if yeah. you're going to go on a date with anyone in
0: that situation, it would be good to double good. date with doctors. Good good to have Clooney around, yeah. What's can at the show? Dream.
1: Uh, There's a birthday party? There is a birthday party. It's oh. Phoebe's birthday party. Um, yeah. Did you you go first? I've got a couple of things I want to say on this whole thing, but you go.
0: Okay, Phoebe's birthday. In the episode, they do the same joke twice from two different points. Which is Ross. Sorry, Joey knows it's Ursula's birthday, but can't work out that it's Phoebe's birthday. Ha ha, they're twins. Then later on, they do the exact same gag, but it's Ursula doing it this time. Yeah. Rubbish. So pause,
1: pause um, on that. Pause on that. Go. Um, that for me was the first. sign of the proper super stupid joey that that scene in central perth where where he was like that ross and chandler are there yeah and like you say joey's um oh yeah i'm taking ursula out for a birthday tonight uh what what do you mean what about phoebe what about phoebe well it's her birthday too what what are the chances of that and then they do the kind of Stereotypical friends thing where it's Chandler. No one just says kind of, anything,
0: you just yeah. wait and you do a little head tilt and a strange eye that I'm doing now, but I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, yeah, you sort yeah. Sort of look up through your open eye and they go, oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> with a nod, And then Joey gets it and they go, there it is, that kind of thing. And so yeah. for me, that was the, that little scene, that little, like you, what you've perfectly described there. We will see that countless times in the future, yeah, I but so, yeah. I feel like that was pretty much the first one of its kind.
0: when you think of um like joey, like quintessential joy, is that can you describe one moment from all of Friends? Not the ones that we've watched. Like if someone said to you before we'd done this, yeah. what's your favourite Joey bit? Or what's the joey bit? What would yours be? Uh, where he wears all the clothes. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mine was uh, mine would be I don't know why, he's got his arm in a sling. I'm not sure why he's he's hurt his arm. But uh Monica's gone through some stuff, so she's just making loads of jam and he's sat in Central Park eating jam directly, <laughs> directly out of <laughs> the jar. Sometimes with a spoon, sometimes with his finger. And he's just like, oh <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, yeah, there's a glimpse I of the His main thing. His main thing is that he's stupid and he's got a lot of women, and we've both honed on on honing on examples where he's just being stupid. So maybe he's more of a lovable character.
1: Well, that's how I always remembered him, and that's why I was so annoyed when we first started this because he was more of a jerk, really, as to use an American yeah. phrase. Um, so anyway, um, go on. Uh, back to the party.
0: Uh, more REM at the party. Yeah.
1: So I've I've i I noted that as well. Yeah. What's the frequency, Kenneth?
0: Yeah. Um and Gunther at the party
1: and again you are just ticking off my, I'm ticking things off as you tell as you, as you as you say them. Gunther yeah. was in this episode so much. He was in about three different scenes in central Perth. Wasn't he? Yeah, and he's been invited to the party with two other males that that don't speak and we've never seen before. Um and he's there, and again, he doesn't say a single word. I mean, he's not even... that. He's not acknowledged that he's there ever in any scene. He's always there, <laughs> and no one's ever... And even in the girl's apartment, and no one's ever acknowledged him.
0: Oh, it's got, like, I looked at it, and I thought, well, oh, I suppose it makes sense that he's there. And I thought, well, does it? Because he's not Phoebe's friend. He's Rachel's boss. No, but, but we've
1: we their- he's Rachel's boss yet. No, well they spend every day in there, so you'd presume but like like yeah, if I if yeah. you were if you were managing a place and I was coming in there every day to drink, I'm gonna make friends with the other members of staff and manager yeah. as we expect him to become.
0: Yeah, like how I mean, this is not a joke for the listeners, both of them. But like how me and you both went to Kemble's birthday party.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Or um, how how Marcus uh, got invited to whatever he's called, Shitty Bill's birthday party. That broke. <laughs> Stinky yeah. Phil. Stinky Phil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, one for the purists there. Um, I've also, I've wrote Ross Cake. Good gag, no laugh though. And then I wrote Cake Tools. So that is a scene where they're doing the there's a knock at the door surprise because it's Phoebe's surprise birthday party but it isn't her it's Ross holding mm-hmm. her birthday cake which he then drops and smashes to bits. I imagined you chuckled because it's slapstick. Um mm-hmm. but I didn't laugh. I don't like again it was one of them where it had the ingredients but it didn't make us laugh. But I did sort of crack a smile when they go like oh it says you know they're trying to, it must have said originally happy birthday Phoebe but now it says gibberish because half the letters are gone and Ross goes yeah "Yeah, we'll just mend it with our cake tools (laughs) yeah that's cake tools is a good gag so I think I'm I think you know how
1: like a detective becomes like null to to horrific scenes numb sorry numb to horrific scenes because they've just seen so much that they've had to just dampen their emotions down so they don't feel anything anymore i think this is what friends you, has done. Yeah, this is what friends has done for me for comedy i think because i honestly i mean yeah i can the way you've just described that that is a joke but <laughs> <laughs> they should have had fair chandler describe it like i did yeah that would have just washed straight over me last night like i didn't do any laughs like there was no there was no laughing for me I mean, I might have smirked a couple of times, and that was a stretch. I mean, that might have been mm. out of sympathy more than anything. There was certainly yeah. no laughs. Um, I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's, I don't know. Like nullified my sense of humour. But then mm. I watch something else, and I find that funny. So I'm guess I'm still, you know, I'm still Ooh. alive.
0: Yeah, this, yeah. That, that is the very least, and indeed the very most, Friends could ever offer you, isn't it? Watch this. You won't die, and the end. <laughs> this show won't kill you. <laughs>
1: but it um, will advertise those of other great shows that you can see over on our yeah. stations.
0: <laughs> hey, do you like ER? Well, why don't you watch Friends for small clippets of ER, and then watch ER? We're skirting around the final issue, mate. But so I just want to dot a few little things in before we go in for the the main event. And um, we've mm-hmm. we've eaten our green beans. We've we've had a little go on the mash. We're going in for the steak in a minute, right? Yeah. But just now, uh, little smile when the monkey has eaten the Scrabble pieces and these swallowed a K. They also found an O and an M in their Chandler goes. We think he was trying to spell out monkey. Just a little, yeah. not laugh, but a smile. Um. And then the scene where Phoebe confronts Ursula, um, a lot of your favourite over-the-shoulder camera. To, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There's two people here. It's not just one. Like, yeah, okay, you've put a wig on Gunther. Yeah. Um, and what really did it for me was the, they do the external camera shot on Riffs, the, the restaurant where Ursula is a waitress. Yeah. Um, like hey this is where we're going now fake snow as a camera effect and it was horrible it was like it really like pulled me out of like oh now i'm watching a program this was like oh now now there's a still image of a restaurant while someone's put the snapchat filter for snow over the top of it somehow (laughs) in 1995 so i hate that That, um which is strange because you'd think that they
1: have got stock because oh, it's a restaurant. that's a, a fake restaurant, isn't it? I was gonna say they have stock footage of snowy New York in the rest of the episode. Like they have cars driving through the snow, which
0: yeah. But the, there's no riffs, is there? There's no front.
1: No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's a fake restaurant, yeah. so they must have they had to generate that that image themselves rather than just using a stock stock image yeah. from the, the library.
0: The final segment of this episode is going to be us talking about our best pal, um, but I am going to give an honourable mensch, yeah. and that is over the shoulder of our so far unnamed uh, best pal, mm-hmm. um, you know, coffee guy in um, Sex and the City 2 movie from The Worst Idea of All Time.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, i go on, yeah, because this is, this is blowing me away.
0: Yeah, honourable mensch to yeah. uh, the black guy with the enormous book. Um, so over the shoulder of today's best pal Jack Geller, would yeah. come to him. Was um, I would go with a mid- early to mid forties uh, black man with I think he had a really really smart mustache and I think he was wearing a bit more of a casual suit. And he's at first, I thought, "Oh, here we go," because he was really, really scrannin'. He had a lot of food in there, but he was writing, and I thought, "This guy's a critic." We've got a critic in the background. Yeah. Then he's not scrannin', and I thought, "Oh well, I've lost this guy. Like he's no longer in contention because he's not doing the thing." I thought it was just going to be bad cuts of this man eating. Yeah. Still writing, and then he's having a little drink. And I thought, oh yeah, critic guy. Camera zooms out, and he has the most enormous book I've ever seen. And he's just reading it at the dinner table by himself, making notes. It is, I mean, it must be eight inches thick. This book. What could it be? The is I don't know, mate. I really don't know. But he. In a what kind of book yeah. is that, a size phone book? Uh, well, not um... even encyclopedias, because they did them in, like, in... Uh, not chapters, what do you call it? Like, uh, editions. They do them in, like, letters, don't they? Um, yeah. Well, they used to. Um, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Yeah, yeah, all that. Like, that would be in, like, here's A. In, in fact, this is going to come in an episode in about five series time, isn't it? Joey has to buy some encyclopedias. But, um... Yeah, like I don't know what that book is, but in a scene where my eyes are firmly fixed on Jack Geller, yeah I keep looking over his shoulder at at this man. What and what wondering what he's up to. That I mean, that is uh,
1: yeah, I, I I didn't spot that one. When I said this is amazing because I actually spotted my own version of Coffee Guy as well. But um Did you? Yeah, but uh, which I thought you were going to bring up, but um, uh, I am interested to see. Well, I want. I kind of want to find that scene again just so I can check him out. So basically, we have Ross and um, Ross Do it. and. Yeah, well, I will. I'm going to have a look after. So we've got Ross and oh. Jack Geller, who are, um, who are chatting about basically again. Ross trying to figure out he's going to be a dad still. And Is
0: trying it? to have a They should have mentioned that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> trying to have a heart to heart with his dad and his dad's just been a legend again and just kind of yeah. missing the point and um just being the best character in Friends. Um yeah. so I was kind of distracted, but I'm interested to go back and have a look at that. So I will have a look at that uh, and who's, see what
0: who's um who was your coffee guy then?
1: well my guy was literally a coffee guy. So we were in oh. one of the scenes in Perk. I'm not even sure which which one it was because we visited there a few times this week, and he was sat at the bar uh, with the paper. He was fat. Uh, sorry, he was sat facing the camera, so he was sat side on at the bar, and he had the paper and he had a big old mug of Java, and it was the same as Copy Guy every time. The scene, the camera went to the shot. Of the character he was over the shoulder of, he was swigging mm. on his mug of Java. So he must have wow. had about he must have had about six swigs in a, in like a minute. Nice. It was nice. a literal coffee guy up from Worst Idea, and that's when you mentioned. I was like, oh, my God, he's noticed it as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't notice actual Coffee Guy. But, no, um, I'll go back and have a look for him, which is I never thought I'd want to revisit an episode. But I'll go back and have a look for Coffee Guy, and you go back and have a look for... I don't even know how to describe... I can't give him a, a noun. Like, he's not... Like, book guy. But I want to know what the book is before I just say it, because book underplays what it is he's reading.
1: Well, my, my guy isn't that interesting. He's just literally slamming Java. But
0: I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna watch it. How many times do you think I looked out for coffee guy? <laughs> but your
1: guy now that is interesting because that 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 there's a lot to be said. What could that book be? Who makes notes? I don't know. If it was like um, if it's a manuscript or something like that, or like his autobiography and he's he's going, or maybe he's an editor and he's going through someone's book, but.
0: If the book is that thick, like you say, it can only be it's thirty bound. books. He's he's not an editor because the book exists and is bound. Like he'd be going through it as just like paper, oh, wouldn't yeah, he? It would just would. Be, it, it wouldn't. They wouldn't have bothered to make it. It's, it's too late. I just the the makers of the program knew what it was because they went. Oh well, you can be this. They wouldn't just go sit in the background and as opposed to just eating a meal. You can read this huge book and make notes. So that's not a thing. So yeah. he, he's doing something. It is great. But right. like I say, he's, right. he's got like um, he's got like quite a nice uh, short, sharp haircut. A, a very like sort of uh, it's like a well-groomed mustache. Maybe yeah. maybe beard. But I'm in my memory, I'm seeing uh, I'm seeing mustache more than anything else. And it's just he, he kept me guessing what he was doing. Oh hey, there he is. Having never, having loads of food. Listen, I never
1: thought I'd say this after after watching an episode of Friends, but I'm going back in. Yeah. I'm going, do I'm it. going back in. And do you know what? We're nearing the end of the one with two parts, part two, and I feel like we've left we're leaving on another cliffhanger.
0: <laughs> Big book Guy. Yeah, we'll come back we, to Big Book Guy next week. Let's let's quickly say Jack geller still steals the show just because he's Jack Geller.
1: Yeah, he is. He's not got my best pal because it was too obvious, but um, but I mean, he, he he was up there without a doubt. He's not, um,
0: he's not getting your best pal? No. Go on then. I'm
1: going to give it to Gunther this week. Oh, okay. Because he was in collectively... Like was, out of context. It was good. Well, yeah, and collectively he was probably in more scenes than anybody. Like, because... All the characters had their own little threads going on. They were all in it a little bit. He was in so many scenes. He was in everybody's scene in Perk. He was in the birthday party scene. So I'm giving it to him as an honourable mention because
0: Gunther is the glue that holds us all together. He is. He's, he is literally the core. We're talking
1: about the core cast. He is the core of the show, and no well, one's realised it yet. That He's not even said a word, and he's holding the show, keeping the show going. Good stuff.
0: All right, well, you know what? If you're not giving Jack Gellar the... If Jack Geller just wins it as, like, an honorary award, then I'm giving my best pal to Enormous Book Guy. Yeah, that's fine. I've come away feeling more enthusiastic about him than anything else in this episode, so... Yeah, yeah. um, Well, me too, but obviously that
1: would be... It would be hard for me to give it him seeing as I didn't notice him first Yeah, yeah.
0: What about best friend, then?
1: Uh, Best friend was difficult because they were all pretty dull. Uh, I'm going to go with Phoebe uh, again, which is the second week running, but I have a bit more solid uh, reasoning this week. It was based... She did a nice thing. Purely on the last scene, yeah, which is very, very quickly because we are running over. Yeah. Um, yeah. that was... She goes into... Ursula won't break up with Joey properly... Um, because she's a bit of a dickhead. Joey is um, quite hung up on her, so Phoebe dress pretends to be Ursula, goes in to break up with Joey to try and do a nice thing, and she breaks up with him really nicely, telling him that it was her, basically. It's her issue, and that it's going to take ages to get over him just to try and boost his confidence and, and not, mm. he's not so hurt. And that was nice. I thought it wasn't funny. It was a nice scene, a nice thing to do. It was acted really well. So Phoebe.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Phoebe for me as well. No one else did anything. And uh, she was a nice person. Um, I'm giving the episode two out of six. I'm going to put a little asterisk next to it and say that it had, somehow, all of the ingredients of a 4 out of 6, maybe even a 5, but it just didn't do it right.
1: Yeah, I...
0: It yeah, wasn't I funny. Didn't,
1: I didn't enjoy it at all. There was no laughs for me. So, I was... I mean, I'm going to go 1.5 because... Oh, right, it, okay. Yeah, because it's not a 1, but I... I no. I gave last week a two, and I've given be- I've given better episodes a two, so I can't give it a yeah,
0: two. Fair enough. Uh, There's just it was it was a void of all the things that it needed to be, but it was really strange that it had it all there. It had all the jokes. It had like Joey's full Joey now. We've got guest appearances from like scene stealing George Clooney. We've got Jack Geller. We've got everything you need for a solid episode, and it just fumbled it like yeah, Ross thing, hunting a yeah, baby thing we're,
1: the thing we're excited about looking back at is a guy with a big book.
0: absolutely yeah you're gonna go you're gonna leave this episode and go and watch him straight away
1: and yeah absolutely and we leave this episode with a, like we say another cliffhanger we will revisit <laughs> big Book guy next week thanks for listening <laughs> uh and I look forward to talking to you next week Aaron
0: Yeah.